Welcome. Hello. You've made it tough shit. Podcast puts first world problems into perspective. We are your hosts. I'm Chris. That was, did you hesitate there? Yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to not say Corey anymore. Okay. I'm trying to take this a little more seriously. I'm yeah. also trying to keep my face closer to the microphone. Mm-hmm. Corey just gave me a tip. He said, put your nose on top of the pop filter. Or like close. You're smelling it. Yeah. You could actually like, move a little closer if you want. Right, hip right here? Yeah. You, I mean, you can move the mic closer to I don't want to touch the boom. Oh, you can touch it. Can you move it for me? No, I no. Okay. <laughs> your hands aren't broke. You're Chris. I'm Corey. You I'm made Chris. It to That's tough Corey. Shit. That's right. And this shirt isn't fitting. It's getting smaller every time we record. Oh, really? Are you shrinking it in the wash? or? I don't know what's happening. <laughs> I have an idea. <laughs> it's getting shorter, too. Because uh-huh. like, I can see it getting... Like a little smaller in my chest area, mm-hmm. my belly, but it's getting shorter, which would mean that I'm getting taller. I think you quit growing about a decade ago. Hmm. Now you just grow out. That's generally how it goes. I think my calves are getting smaller also. Oh, we better get on leg day. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> what are we talking about today, Corey? Oh, do we have any other stuff we're supposed to do? Social oh. media things? We do have an Instagram. If you like the show and want to check us out, we have Instagram at TS Podcast Official. And we have uh, goofy pictures up there for every episode. I wear the same shirt every time. Except one. There's There's one where you didn't. Which one was that? You had a hoodie on. Oh. So you probably had that shirt under it, though. You know, part of it is, I was just telling you, I had, right before I came over, you know, I'm always worried about having a poop in the middle of this. Yeah. I'm worried about having to pee today. You're worried. <laughs> you worried about pooping everywhere. I know. Uh, I've had coffee. <laughs> I've had a bunch of seltzer waters. And right before I came over, I had a protein shake and a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. So I'm feeling very full and uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to try not to burp into the microphone. Or, oh. That's better. Is that a little better for yeah, you? Yeah, I like that. <laughs> I might yes. What are we talking about today? We're talking about weddings. Oh. It's a a very special topic because literally a week and two days ago I got married. Congratulations, Corey. Yes, it was a very, very great time. Getting to see friends and family they came in and it was a shit ton of fun, man. It was great. It really was. And that's not was. just me saying that just for the show. It was a ton of fun. You guys fucking nailed it. Yep. Had a lot had of a great. Yeah. It was awesome. And we made the comment earlier this week. It was the whole. So, like, normally I don't get that excited about weddings mm-hmm. because it's just a Saturday that somebody's choosing what yep. you're doing for They're you. They're ruining your Saturday. Yes, it ruins a Saturday. <laughs> but uh, after, what, a couple of years since we've had a wedding, mm-hmm. it was actually nice to go to a wedding. Yeah. And not only that, you pointed this out to me, not a single person that I'm aware of. Had any political bullshit no. to say? No fucking no COVID nothing, talk. No COVID talk. No nothing. It was just oh, it was just like wow. You can have a going good time. back in time. Yeah. It was wonderful. I it really enjoyed great. it. Congratulations, Corey. On Thank your you. Marriage. Thank you. I uh, I like I yeah. I'm excited to go back to weddings. Yeah, we we stretched it out too. We didn't want to cram it all in one day, so had a nice little service on Friday, then just had a big party Saturday. So it was fun. It was great. Um, you have been married for how many years now, Christopher? Uh, a little over six years. Wow. Yep. And I believe I'm the only person to receive a thank you card. <laughs> I specifically didn't bring this up. Well, I was confused by all the, uh, like the you know the wedding month, like the shit you're supposed to do after. Yeah. I thought okay. that you were supposed to wait because was it your one year anniversary as paper? Right? I don't know. You were telling me about this, but I don't really listen. I don't. Really I just know, know from much Gone Girl it. that the five year anniversary is wood. 
So I think the one-year anniversary is paper. Mm -hmm. So my idea was, since the invitations, or no, not the invitations, the thank yous are going to be on paper, I'd do it a year later. Mm -hmm. But then somebody told me you're supposed to keep your cake in the freezer for a year and then have it. Yes. So I got confused about that. So then we were going to do wooden thank yous after five years. Carve out thank yous in wood tablets yes. and mail them out. And it's just gotten, it got away from us. Who gives a shit? I don't care. I don't care if I get a thank you. I had a great time at your wedding. I didn't need a thank you. It I was just a lot love of to fun. hassle you about it. Yes. It's fun. It drives me nuts. Oh, does it? I don't even bring it up anymore. <laughs> Sorry, man. But now we're just telling everybody. I know. But it was a lot of fun. Um, oh, okay. Hey, ask, uh, ask me, Corey. Ask me if I want to do an episode about weddings. Chris. Yeah. Would you like to do a tough shit topic on weddings? I do. Oh, doo doo. That's the best joke that's going to be on this. <laughs> oh, I had some things for weddings. It's also known as tying the knot, taking the plunge, getting hitched, or signing up for a life sentence. But I believe Chris refers to it as pegged bliss. That's where all the pegging you get now. Peg oh, pegging. <laughs> I didn't know what pegging was until like the last. It's been it, within this year that I found out what pegging was. And ever since I found out what a glass bottom boat was, I have a lot of trouble telling people about the glass bottom boat tour that Mandy and I went on in Aruba. Yeah, so as always with any of these topics, the main thing is fucking complaints. And there is no shortage of complaints when it comes to weddings. I got a whole fucking page, man. And you know, why wouldn't there wouldn't there be? Because everyone has been brainwashed to think this is supposed to be some bullshit perfect day. Uh, you know, some of the big things are, for one, the fucking expense you can it's spend. It's stupid. Oh, there it comes. Well, you all right I had there? one. I had one. A burp, but I did it off the microphone. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> all right. I thought you had something to add to this, but no, there's there's the expense. There's bridezillas. There's groomzillas. Um, the caterer could be late. It's raining. Uh, photographer takes too long. Guests are getting hangry, waiting for the wedding party. Uh, Corey Don't make your fucking guests wait for food that's my advice to anybody who's getting married right now that you get you get married and then everybody's got three hours uh -huh. to go fuck off while we're waiting for everybody to do pictures so usually you end up at a bar then you're drinking too much mm -hmm. and people are driving from the bar to the venue to the venue and then they're eating carrots and drinking oh, whatever all the finger, else. like carrot like crackers and vegetable trays and stuff yes. like you get full of that if that's and all you're booze. gonna give people is carrots don't let them do shots Carrots so and you're shots. Fucked. Everybody's fucked up by the time the mm -hmm. uh, bridal party gets there. That's one of the complaints here. Uh, Corey and his asshole friends are already hammered by 11 a.m. So, oh, that sounds on. like my wedding. <laughs> huh. Yeah, that's, yeah but several, that you're getting at? several other weddings in our 20s, yeah. But do keep in mind, like that's the big thing. And we've said that I, we did, me and I did pretty well. You yeah, guys did. Excellent. It's one day. Mm -hmm. Try and relax. Yeah. Nothing ever goes perfectly. No, no. Why the fuck Just would it go? enjoy the day. Like, the the idea that, uh, like, you, so it's everybody, a lot of people get married. So most of the people who get married aren't planners or aren't no. event planners. But suddenly, when you propose to someone, that other person just immediately assumes that they're a party <laughs> planner. Like, yep. you've never had a party with 200 people there before. So mm -hmm. why would you expect to, to to go well? It's amazing. You, we, we could throw together a party with twenty people, uh, you know, leading up for the years, and let alone yeah, over a hundred people. Yeah, one my 
Big complaint. Okay. I got a lot of them. All right. This yeah, is the regular hear. episode, though. Yeah, it's not can, soft serve. No, you can complain all I you can, want. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. <laughs> oh, yeah. I don't like that the ZD's always dried out. Every one of them, yeah. Every one of them. Because they make the ziti like two days before, and then they mm-hmm. just reheat it. Those little <laughs> yeah, just... candles that sit underneath there and burn for a long time. They shouldn't burn that long. No. Well, they're the, yeah, the alcohol-like candle things. We used to cater weddings. I used to cater weddings when mm-hmm. I was a kid for a local restaurant. Yep. And I always hated the pans that go inside the other pans with the ziti because there's a water underneath it. Yeah. And they never had handles, so you'd stick it in there to keep them burn warm. The you just have to drop it, and then it would splash. Yeah, hot water on you. I could just do a whole episode of complaints. Complaints at weddings? Personal complaints about weddings. Yeah. I'm There's... not going to, though. No? Uh, I mean, did you write a bunch down and we can talk about them? Yeah, I got some notes that don't make a ton of sense. I got one that just says, snooty bride and groom who think they're better than us, like pharmacists. I like think pharmacists? <laughs> <laughs> like what? <laughs> we go to like a wedding where like... <laughs> Okay. And I always thought like the bride and groom like they don't talk Your to doctor you. Doctor like, really yeah. prescribed this for you. <laughs> <laughs> like that, that, uh, they're just like kind of you're put on a pet. Okay, I guess they are, they are put on a pedestal. It's their day, so they're just kind of walking around like they're mm-hmm. uppity. But then I had a wedding and didn't get to talk to everybody, and I felt real bad about it. So I guess my opinion on that has changed. Yes, it's very hard to catch every single person. It is, and I think being well <laughs> now being married. But being a guest at several weddings, it is like I totally understand. Like they're fucking busy. You see them running around the bride yeah. and groom, and it's just like if they don't catch me, I'm not that upset. I mean, it's that's just me. something about seeing them when it's like their special day, so uh-huh. they're only gonna see so many people. So like, if you get to talk to them, mm-hmm. it's like that makes you a special. Oh, person. I'm a special boy. And then boy. if you don't get to talk to them, it means you're not a special person. <laughs> Uh, so, do you have a particular personal story that uh, I would say burning your hand? But you were a caterer then, so on the water trays. Oh like, yeah, for complaints on uh, personal complaint. Um, oh well, this is a complaint and also not something that to worry about anymore. Mm-hmm. Uh, I always hated the garter toss and all the organized bullshit. In oh yeah, let me tell you. And like, it's not a worry about it now, but um. There's a lot. Okay, I gotta watch myself here. There's a lot of good things about being married, mm-hmm. but one of like the first wedding I went to <clears throat> after I got married, and they did the garter toss, and I realized that I didn't have to go stand in the bathroom until uh-huh. they were done. That was awesome. Oh, now that you're married, yeah, you don't, you don't have, have to do that stupid bullshit anymore. Don't have to participate in all that. Yes. Yeah, that was one thing when when planning ours. We didn't do any of that. We fucking made a playlist. And just played music yeah. and had fun and had food. That was it. My, I, yeah, I, we, oh, when we went to the reception, Mandy carried me down the aisle. I recall that. That yeah. was nice. That and was then a- my favorite. Can I do one more? Yeah, yeah. My favorite, probably my favorite wedding memory is, and most people have heard this because we probably know most people actually get to meet some people, the listeners at the at your wedding that mm-hmm. I didn't that that you never, never yeah. and it was they were super sweet. Um, so. At my wedding, Corey, so Mandy, of course, oh, yes. had to have cheesecloth. It was uh, it was 2015, right? Yes. Yeah. Had to have cheesecloth on all the tables. So it was like one of those. And so as soon as Corey found out, he told her, for a year and a half, he told her, yep, end of the night, I'm going to wrap myself up in cheesecloth like a mummy, and I'm going to sing Randy Newman's Short People to you. And he I th- did. I threatened her for a, over a year. I was like, it's going to happen. 
But, it was uh, one of the best things I've ever seen. Finally delivered on it. it and was he's awesome. saying it like a mummy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, people got nobody. No oh. <laughs> <laughs> so I have a personal story. Okay. And this is, I, I do, I feel bad about this. But <clears throat> so there's always, you hear about the, the weddings and you try to have your special day. And some people, you know, just want it perfect and everything nice. I... You know this story, but I was the drunk asshole who ruined a small part of my friend's oh wedding. Oh, my God. That's right. That was great. So the bride and groom, uh, I believe it was they, you know how they always, everyone has something you sign or you put a picture in or you do something like that. I think they had a, I think it was a picture frame that you signed. You wrote something nice, you signed your name on it. So at the end of the night, after I'd had about 15 Molsons in me. I decided that was the best time to write something meaningful on it. It's always this. the best time to write something. If you put anything out for 150 <laughs> drunk people to write mm-hmm. on, you're going to get something pretty good. Yeah. So, and that year, a uh, little backstory to this, we had gone on vacation and you guys were there. We were driving through the Poconos. This sounds right. Yes. And your wife's, we were driving by and this. it was like a Tuesday afternoon and there's a guy just sitting out in his front lawn drinking beer. And Mandy and he goes, was not on vacation. No, he was, he was just not on vacation. He's just this guy sitting there drinking beer. And Mandy's like, yeah, that guy's drinking beer. Fuck it. Yeah. <laughs> and we're like, what? Like, she was supposed to say, fuck yeah. But, no, she's so, like, Jesus. That fuck guy it. knows what's up. Yeah, that guy knows what's up. <laughs> fuck it. Yeah. Fuck it. Yeah. <laughs> so we just loved that. <laughs> fuck it. Yeah. So that was the slogan of the year. <laughs> well, I decided that that was a slogan that needed to go on this picture frame. A very nice book. wedding, too, by uh, the way. Oh, yeah, it was a very nice. I was in the wedding party. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so I go and I write, fuck it, yeah, on this thing that has all these heartfelt things on it. And uh, it wasn't until, like, the next week my buddy calls me. He's like, hey, did, and of course I initialed it. He's like, hey, did you, did you write, fuck it, yeah, on this, on our thing? <laughs> and I was like, I honestly, like, I honestly didn't remember. I said, uh, send me a picture of it. And he goes, it looks like your initials. And I saw it, and I'm like, all day long, I did well, that. Well, it's because you write everything in the Slayer font. <laughs> My initials I write in the Slayer font. So, yeah, so I looked at him like, oh, fuck. I'm sorry, man. I, I explained to him, I'm like, it's just an inside joke. It's nothing, it's like nothing perverted or anything. It was just funny as fuck to us. And well, I don't what know. did you tell him how to fix it? I was going to make it say, I said, if you want, I can ro- I can change it to rocket, like R-O-C-K. It's halfway there. If you write fuck, you can make it say rock really easy. Yeah, and it goes like, from nah. something funny to the lamest thing you could possibly <laughs> write a rocket, yeah. Yeah, rocket, yeah. <laughs> so, yes, I feel bad. I uh, I had a, a drunk thing, and I ruined their picture frame. So I, I was the drunk asshole who ruined something for a wedding. So fuck it, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But that was my uh, my personal wedding story as far as a, a first world issue. I uh, I think I'm pretty well covered. Yeah. I, know, I just wrote down a bunch of bullshit. I finished this story this morning. So, like, as I was choking down that peanut butter and jelly sandwich, I wrote down some notes. I think we covered most of them. Mm-hmm. Hey, I don't like wearing suits and shit when it's yeah. hot out. That's, yeah, not I'll wild put that out there. Now, I, yeah, you get in the. Yeah, especially like a like a dark like a black suit or a dark brown suit. And you're standing in an 80 degree July sun, like 90 degree. Super in a goddamn humidity. church, 
Jesus Christ. I, that just wow. drives me nuts. In the I goddamn can, church, yeah, Jesus the, Christ. Yeah. All right. It, in a stone church. Uh-huh. And it's July. Yep. And you're just like in a shirt and yep. vest or they whatever. They got one like box like, fan in the corner. If you're going to make somebody get go to a church for a wedding and wear a bunch of clothes and get all sweaty and gross, you should have a shower there, like one of those outdoor camp showers, so they can take a shower afterward. <laughs> leave they your, hate leave go- your suit on. Well, then you go wherever, then like dancing or whatever. Mm-hmm. You gotta take your jacket off and pit stains. Yeah, you're all sweaty. Oh yeah, it's disgusting. Mm-hmm. Everybody just be casual. I wore sandals to my wedding. Yeah, Corey wore a polyester suit. I did. I, I wore. I had this suit jokingly hanging in my closet for twenty years. At this point, I bought it Vinnie's. And I thought it'd be hilarious to throw it that on. It was fantastic. It worked out really good. It looked good. So it was blue and white, and it was very tacky and very polyester, very dated. But it was funny. So quick statistic, too. Uh, the average cost of, the, of a wedding in the U.S. is around thirty-four grand. Fuck you. It Fuck is that. not. It is. That's the oh. average cost. I, I will say, like, we did ours very affordably. Yeah, it was super it fucking still reasonable. still is, like, it's a lot of money. Let me put this out there. It, yeah. Th- if you don't profit off of your wedding, <laughs> you did it wrong. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I agree. So it was, but yeah, even ours was, like, it was very low-key. It was, I mean, but still, you're feeding over 100 people. You're giving over 100 people drinks. You're buying you know some decorations and this and that but it it still adds up even when you're trying to do it uh you know economically so but yeah 34 grand fuck that go buy a car or something useful it's one day uh-huh i mean yeah whatever do whatever you want with yeah it, oh exactly hey great way to save costs on a wedding hmm don't send thank yous out <laughs> I'll, I'll drop it uh, uh, all right so i think you said i'm going first that's the deal. yes all we right. have some uh we have some tales for you today yes we some wedding stories we have Woo! wedding stories to maybe put your first world problems into perspective mine's dark as the fuck really yeah wow like i don't even really have many jokes in it just because that made wow. me uncomfortable that yeah uh, it's like my after doing the dating episode yeah, I, I, was, de- I decided. No, well, I guess it depends on your perspective how mm-hmm. bad it is. It's you know something like something horrible. It it gets less or it seems less and less horrible the further removed you are in time. Yeah, like if what I'm about what I'm going to talk about happened yesterday. Yeah, oh boy. But since it was a long time ago, yeah. Mm-hmm. So okay, but Corey, you're going first today. Yes, I am. All right. <clears throat> It all leads up to this. The planning, the organizing, the outfits, the rings. It's your special day of magic where king and queen will be united. The guests are arriving and it's showtime. You stand at the altar with your knees shaking like a dog shit and razor blades. You see your bride arrive and slowly make her way up the aisle. Your stomach is in knots and the cold sweat is pouring from your armpits. You're soon to be hot wa- sweat. Yeah. Yeah, hot sweat. <laughs> Your soon-to-be wife steps forward and the veil is lifted, just in time for the five shots of schnapps and turkey sandwich you had for lunch to leave your body in a violent fashion. It's over. You've single-handedly ruined your entire wedding day. Your new wife, now covered in puke, swats you with her bouquet and storms off as the crowd gasps in horror. Good job, moron. Is that real? 
No. Oh, okay. <laughs> See, I was real. I'm captivated. I know, right? Gotcha. So, but if you think a case of wedding vomit jitters is the worst thing that can happen on your I had a case of those once. They were. <laughs> I'm trying to think of like a case of what is it? <laughs> wedding, wedding vomit, vomit jitters. jitters? It uh-huh. just sounds like a horrible <laughs> wedding beer. <laughs> God. <laughs> I'm sorry. Is the worst thing that can happen on your special day, then think again. Because after you hear about today's story, you probably won't be feeling so bad about that barf bath you just gave your wife. <laughs> today's story takes us to multiple southern states across the U.S., where at least a dozen newlyweds had their big day ruined by a keen and cunning bandit known as the Mid-South Wedding Crasher. <laughs> I know what you might be thinking. Big deal. Some dude bro is just sneaking into weddings and getting a free meal and some drinks. Who cares? But this isn't the hit comedy from 2005 starring Vince Vaughn and Owen Wilson. Yeah, it's in Chinese. No. Remember? Oh, from your DVD, yeah. your bootleg DVDs from China? Story. I fucking love that movie. <laughs> no, sir. This wedding crasher is a polished thief who flies under the radar and steals thousands of dollars in cash and gifts Right from under the noses of wedding guests. That's why I don't like Poles. Welcome. <laughs> wow. <A> Polish thief. <laughs> Welcome to the wedding crime spree of Sandra Henson. Now, I'll use an asterisk when describing this wedding crasher as keen, cunning, and polished, because when you think of a smooth female thief, you may be picturing a sleek, attractive woman wearing a designer dress with a lockpick in her purse and a small caliber pistol in her garter. But that's not the case here. Sandra is an overweight, gray-haired, 54-year-old white woman from Mississippi, so pretty much the last thing you would expect when it comes to a career or a criminal. But when you stop and think about it, how many overweight, gray-haired, 54-year-old white women have you seen at a wedding? That's most weddings. That's a lot. 150 people, and then there's 50 kids. <laughs> yep. That's fucking brilliant. Yep. That's like when uh, uh, Ryan Gosling drives the, uh, what did he drive and drive? Oh, that the silver Malibu. Yep, silver because Malibu. that's the most common car mm-hmm. uh, on the road. In roads. L.A., yeah. yeah, in L.A. So she was the ultimate disguise. <clears throat> to kick things off, we go back to June of 2017, where Sarah and Tyler Orman were set up to have their beautiful wedding in Hickory Flat, Mississippi. The guests had arrived, and the ceremony was beginning. But that wasn't the only thing that was beginning. While all the guests were in at the ceremony, Sandra was in the reception hall lifting cards from the gift table and picking through purses that were in the coat room. But even as the ceremony ended and guests began to enter the hall, no one really paid her much attention as she casually swiped various items from tables, and shortly after, she snuck off like a snake in the grass. It wasn't until after the wedding when the couple noticed that the number of cards wasn't matching up with the number of guests they had. So they asked the church if they could review their security footage. And who do we see slinking through the reception hall? Ryan Gosling. Sandra Henson, not Ryan Gosling. (laughs) On this endeavor, Sandra was eventually apprehended by law enforcement and ultimately charged with a felony and five years of probation for that 2017 wedding theft. The end. Are you serious? That's it? No, I'm just kidding. Oh, Jesus Christ. (laughs) Fucking got him. Woo! I'm going to make up for it. (laughs) One, One would like to think that she got caught, she learned her lesson, and moved on. But no, sir, we're just getting warmed up. By 2018, she was up to her old tricks again, and this time, Sandra took a little road trip to Jackson, Tennessee, where she casually walked into the wedding reception of Drew and Madison Rush, where she freely walked around stealing not just gifts, 
but she stole all of the money out of the bride's own purse that was unattended in a changing room. But yet again, she was caught. Not being aware of Sandra's past theft in a different state, the couple took pity on the sweet old grandma-looking lady with a sob story who had just robbed them, and they decided to settle their dispute in court where Sandra was ordered to pay back all the money she stole, to which she did. She was now free to finally turn her life around and become a better person. It's never too late, right? Nope. Fuck that, is what the Mid-South wedding crasher Sandra Henson had to say. Just like a junkie getting their fix, Sandra was back cruising the wedding circuit looking to get her fix of generic pastel wedding cards stuffed full of cash. And in June of 2019, Sandra now found herself in Alabama at the beautiful wedding of Lee and Anna Todd, where you guessed it, she lifted gifts, swiped wallets, and dug into unattended purses. Like Chris digs into a quesadilla full of chicken, cheese, eggs, pasta, bacon, jalapenos, and sour cream. So aggressively and efficiently, I guess. I'm hungry again. I <laughs> Are you? Yeah. I'm over it. Yeah. I had a tummy ache when I does got that, over does here. Does that sound good? That it quesadilla does sound good. full yeah. of all that all that stuff? Yeah. I can see you eating that. I, I have quesadilla have things that. to say, but I'm not going to interrupt the middle no. of your story. So, <laughs> no, I'll you, well, I, I left wait. you an opening there for a quesadilla thing. I was. <laughs> <laughs> what? Okay, real quick. We're going to Delaware this month. Uh huh. And uh, I was, uh, we were trying to pick uh, r- restaurants to go to. Yeah. And so uh, I was telling uh, my brother, like all these places and my family, all these places that we went to, and uh, how I had this great quesadilla um at the purple parrot it was a restaurant in rehoboth <laughs> and uh mandy the, she comes telling she's like it's a gay bar i'm like oh it's not i don't think it is whatever i just they got great quesadillas she's like well it's, it's a gay bar that has quesadillas so i was telling matt i, said, I don't think it's a gay bar but they had good quesadillas so matt looked it up and he got on the website he's like no i'm pretty sure it's a gay bar because their website is the ppgrill.com so <laughs> but either way Good quesadillas at Good the purple pair. Good quesadillas at the purple pair. I will be going back. So, <laughs> all right. <clears throat> like the other cases, it wasn't until after the fact that the Todd family realized they had been robbed. After combing through the church's security footage, they spotted old shitbag Sandra blending right in with the guests as she lifted the cards <laughs> and made a clean getaway. The family turned the footage over to police to which they sat on so they could build a better case against the now infamous wedding crasher who was suspected of other wedding, wedding robberies in the area. But what makes this particular wedding robbery extra infuriating is that all the guests were asked to, in lieu of gifts, please provide a monetary donation to the international Fox G1 Foundation. And that is because Anna Todd's daughter suffers from a super rare syndrome known as Fox G1 which is a neurologic condition that impairs development and causes brain abnormalities. So that piece of shit was literally stealing from a disabled kid. Jesus Christ. The family was furious. Now, all the thefts, arrests, and bad press wasn't going to stop this serial wedding crasher. Sandra was on a roll. But like any seasoned criminal, your luck will eventually run out. And back in Mississippi during March of 2021, as John and Madison Sakarzik said, I do... Sandra was saying, fuck you, while she robbed the couple blind. Sticking to her usual M.O., like a rat traverses a sewer, Sandra traversed the wedding reception blending right in, where she then proceeded to steal the couple's gift cards and vanish. 
Uh, like she left, she didn't just disappear though. No, right? no, she's not a magician. Okay, I just she make sm- sure. threw a smoke bomb. <laughs> yes, that's what I'm saying. No, okay. Uh, days after the theft, the couple realized what had happened and managed to get security footage of the theft to share with police and local news outlets. At this point, Sandra was already known for her exploits as a crook, and this latest stunt was the match that set the social media backlash ablaze. But it wasn't just the extra attention that helped to bring her in. You see, she fucked up good this time. She just committed another wedding theft in her home state of Mississippi, the same state where she was currently on a five-year probation. Ooh. A warrant was issued for her arrest, and Sandra ultimately turned herself in. Though she would always make up a good sob story for every time she did get caught, all of the fake pity about being sick or having never done this before wasn't going to stop the Mississippi judge from handing down a real sentence this time. At Sandra's trial, her lawyer asked the judge for leniency due to her health, to which the judge responded, quote, if you're healthy enough to attend and steal from weddings, then you're healthy enough to go to prison, unquote. Fuck yeah. Due to her violating probation from the 2017 theft, she was sentenced to five years in prison, where she currently resides today. After Sandra's arrest gained traction in the media, more and more newlyweds across the Mid-South have been coming forward claiming that she robbed their weddings as well. At the time of writing this, Sandra Henson has been tied to at least a dozen wedding wedding thefts and is awaiting trial for two of those robberies, one from 2019 and another from 2021. Uh, Law enforcement officials believe she has been doing this for a very long time and has probably hit more weddings than can be counted. It just goes to show that a kind-looking, chubby old lady can sometimes be nothing more than a fat old scuzzbag crook. I hope she enjoys her honeymoon in prison, where the only rings she'll be worrying about are the ones linking her wrists together. So next time you see a couple pitching a fit because their big, obnoxious wedding went to hell due to some petty thing like rain, a torn garment, or a flat tire on the rental limo, maybe remind them that they should take a step back and just be grateful for the actual love and support from the people who showed up to their horse and pony show of a wedding because some slimeball crook could sneak in and really ruin their wedding day. The end. That's awesome. I never heard that. So that's she's been in jail right now. It just happened. Wow. And that's why, when I was telling you earlier in the week how I, all right, so I wish this happened, I don't know, three, I wish I'd found this three years from now, because it's still an ongoing case. Like, she still has multiple oh, so, cases. Oh, yeah, like, uh, I mean, think of, like, I mean, like, Serial killers that have been like caught and then they, they're, they're still they're, finding they're still, bodies. Yes, yeah, yeah, twenty, thirty years later, or whatever. And that's the case here because she apparently, like a lot of the people were saying who did watch the footage of her stealing shit, she was polished at it. Like she would, oh, polish, yeah, polish, polish, yeah, polished. Okay, smooth, you know. Yeah, I was picturing Polish women, and let, for the record, I have nothing against <laughs> Polish people. <laughs> so she's like. Uh, uh, she's like Jerry's Uncle Leo in Seinfeld. Uh, I guess. Yeah, I remember he was stealing books at that bookstore. And uh, the, Jerry caught him and uh-huh. he's like, well, old people, everybody uh, yeah. steals. And like his parents are stealing batteries. And oh, then yeah, he yeah, got yeah. him. But uh, uh, security <laughs> came in. They arrested him. And yeah. Uh, so <laughs> he's doing chin-ups in the prison. He's got it on his knuckles. It just says, Jerry, hello. <laughs> Oh, God. So, 
uh, and it's funny when I was looking, when I was researching this story and writing it and everything, I obviously had my wedding going on. So the whole time I'm thinking, I'm like, fuck me. I hope no one steals, <laughs> steals our shit. But there was a period in the night, um, like I would always kind of like look over and see the card box over there. Yeah. Like just keep an eye just real quick. And at one point I saw my wife's father, it was later in the night, <clears throat> he grabbed the card box and took it to the other side of the room, put it under his coat, because everyone who was there was there. Well, someone had showed up later and found Ashley and was like, hey, I got your card. Where does it go? And she didn't see that the box had been moved. Oh. She, she's telling me she walks over and she's just like, where's the box? <laughs> just cold sweat. Yeah. This cold sweat. That's a pouring. cold sweat. Yeah. That's it's, not a hot sweat. It's a cold she's sweat. She's like, let me go talk to my dad. And like, he's like, yeah, it's over here hidden, like out of the way. So that, you know, she had the experience of fear, but. I'm always Lucked irritated out. about stories where people steal things because it just it blows my mind that people steal things. Mm -hmm. That really irritates me. Yeah. There's a lot of crimes that yeah. irritate me, but it's something about people who take Theft. things from other people who have earned them. Mm -hmm. Really bothers me. Yes, just putting that out there. Yeah, that Don't, was good. Uh, I enjoyed that. Yeah, it's, what a okay. Crazy fucking polished woman. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> polished. Yeah, a polished crook. So. It was uh, the story felt if it felt a little rushed, it's because it was. I had a little. Hey, don't I, feel bad, man. I, I had fucking a few, wrote this yesterday. <laughs> I had a few, had a few things going, so. Um, but yeah, that's my story about and I'm the uh, to it. Mid South wedding crasher. Never heard of the Mid South wedding. What the fuck is this? So the Mid South is Mississippi, like Mississippi, Tennessee, Texas? Alabama, that area. Oh, okay. Yeah, like not deep South, not you know Georgia, Florida. That way, I don't know. I'm not from the South. Maybe. Obviously. <laughs> Yeehaw? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I'd love to get out of New York at some point. But uh -huh. No. Anyway. All that right, was you... good. I like that. <laughs> All right. Good. Good. I'm you glad have you to did. show me a picture of this polished woman. Oh, yeah. She's, yeah. She's fits the bill. So I have a photo to show. Well, not a photo. I have a painting to show you. That's yeah, an old time photo, right? Yes. Okay. Yes. That's yes. A painting is an old time photo. How did they do selfies back then? This is fucking crazy. <laughs> they were pretty sloppy. Um, yeah, I, we're uh, yeah. we're gonna go. Want me to go? Yeah, it's it's. I'm done. I'm done. I'm good. Um, we're gonna go way back in time now. How far back? Uh, like 450 ish years. So how does this? How does this tie to weddings? Do you have a good tie in? Okay, so. <laughs> all right, all right. Okay. Here we go. Now, it was How made does... apparent to me when I said that. I've been reading about this for a month. This is all, mm -hmm. this is just like, I've been bathing in this. Yeah. And sitting down to write it, it's very apparent that I'm way over my head. The <laughs> bit only... off more than you could chew I'll again? Tell, I'll tell you the source, the main source, <clears throat> uh -huh. when we're done. But I'll just say that the only book I can find on the subject is uh, written by this uh, a college professor, I think, from Boston, and it's it's like a fucking study guide slash like textbook for mm -hmm. undergraduates. Okay, so it's a little above me. Mm -hmm. And going into this, I have no right to talk about this. Like I am not qualified <laughs> in any way. And if the first part of this sounds uh, a little confusing, don't feel bad. We're gonna get to it. It's relevant. Um, but uh, yeah. So we'll uh. We'll so over it. over your head, bit off more than you Jesus can chew. Jesus Christ, and... man! I I told Mandy, I said if I can 
tell this story and people have a like an underst- at least a grasp, a little bit of a grasp of what happened, mm-hmm. it's a win. Okay. <laughs> okay. Are you ready? I'm ready. So this is called the bloody wedding. Ooh. And that's I can't take credit. Is for that, that is that the only way you've tied this to weddings? No, it, there is a wedding. Oh, okay. But the first two thirds of this have nothing to do with it. <laughs> oh, really? But there is oh, a wedding. All right. The wedding right. is the catalyst for the event. Okay. Um, and I can't take credit for that because uh, a lot of historians actually do refer to this as the bloody the wedding. The bloody wedding. Yeah. Okay. Let's Let me go. put my glasses on. All right. We're trying something. Now this is the third time I've done this with a computer in front of me. So let's see what happens. I think you've been good the last two times. It's been going good. <laughs> so two things that I typically avoid talking about, like the plague. Politics and religion. Mm-hmm. Two things that we'll all be neck deep in by the end of this story. Politics and religion. All right. Oh, yeah. Turn on <laughs> that C-SPAN. Let's get um, it going. C-SPAN? Isn't that court TV? No. It's like it covers that. Just got keep, keep okay. going. Um, <laughs> so specifically, uh, the now hundreds-year-old feud between Catholics and Protestants. And there within, the French wars of religion that made the France of the late 16th century such a warm and fuzzy place. Time lately has been in short supply. So as a favor to myself, I decided to make this a little shorter episode. That proved impossible as soon as I hit enter on the following search. What's the difference between Huguenots and Catholics? (laughs) Turns out, a fuck of a lot. The mountains of different Christian denominations have always been confusing and intimidating to me. According to the Gordon-Conwell Theological Seminary, there are currently, and this is nuts, there are currently somewhere in the vicinity of 43,000 specific Christian denominations worldwide. Oh, just that, just a few. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> and this number continues to grow exponentially. To give you an idea of how fast these new denominations pop up, at the beginning of the 19th century, there were roughly 500. So, even a brief look at the most popular denominations is enough to confuse. Everything from Catholics, Protestants, Baptists, Methodists, Pentecostals, Lutherans, Presbyterians, Anglicans, non-denominational evangelicals, uh, Jehovah's Witnesses, Anabaptism, I think that's Amish and Mennonite, and even Mormons. And that's just barely scraping the surface. But Chris, what does any of this have to do with weddings? Mm-hmm. A, a fair question. Please bear with me. We're almost there. Today, specifically, we are focusing on a horrifying and shameful episode in history involving the two most popular de- denominations of Christianity, Catholics and Protestants. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to be respectful today. Okay, so, really? Uh, yes. Um, the two of which combined today count among their flock somewhere around 2 billion adherents. Damn. Yes, uh, but in the time frame of today's tale, that is mid to late 16th century France, the Protestants were still a bit of an upstart and going through some very difficult growing pains. <clears throat> like the Silicon Valley Christians, you know, huh? the startup. Oh, <laughs> no, I don't know. There's probably a bunch of Christians in Sil- Silicon Valley. I'm saying they were, like, they were like the Silicon Valley type, you know, they're getting a startup. Oh, yes, a they were of... all software guys. <laughs> that was a good show, Silicon Valley. That yeah, was all right. Mike, Mike Judge, right? He did that? Yeah. yeah. No. Did he? I thought he, yes, did. he did. Yeah. Yeah. Um, though not as good after T.J. Miller left. Yeah. But either way. Um, yeah. So they're going through some difficult growing pains. Uh, we'll be focusing today on uh, one particularly brutal and drawn out trial that the Protestants, or Huguenots, as they were called in France, uh, were put through in the late summer of 1572. In August of 1572, 
Paris played host to the lavish royal wedding of bride, Mar- I don't know if it's Margaret or Marguerite. Margarita. Anyway. Salt on the rim. Yeah, I saw her at the PP grill. <laughs> <laughs> Having a quesadilla full of chicken and eggs. So um, <laughs> the bride, Marguerite uh, de Valois, and groom, Prince Henry of Navarre. Margaret, we'll just call her fucking Margaret. Or okay, that's fine, person. yeah. Um, Margaret was the daughter of the then Queen of France, Catherine de' Medici, and sister to the very Catholic king, Charles IX. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. Chucky uh, nine. Okay. <laughs> this is, there's a lot of Roman numerals in this, so i got to pay attention. All right. Uh, <laughs> Prince Henry, the groom, was the son of the very Protestant Queen Je- Jeanne d'Albret. Yes, another queen in France. And if you're confused by that, you're not alone. Even with all the reading I've done for the show today, French royalty is still a complete and utter mystery to me. Mm-hmm. I figured it's very confusing. I figured you would have this locked down with all the French you've been learning. No, I know. I've been ignoring almost daily emails <laughs> from Duolingo. <laughs> but either way, um, the idea that these two kids ought to get hitched had nothing to do with love, mm-hmm. but was more a product of the time. Marriages, especially royal ones, were made with alliances in mind or to solve problems. This wedding was for the latter. Yep. Um, and the architect of this union, hang on, I got allergies. I see that. It looks yeah, like you're I crying. Mean, I'm not crying. I'm not crying. Um, I cry at weddings. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, <laughs> uh, yeah, this wedding was to, to solve a problem. Mm-hmm. Um, and the architect of this union was the mother of the groom, uh, Catherine de Medici. I'm sorry, not the mother of the groom. The mother of the bride. Okay. Pardon me. Um, the problem was the constant fighting between the native French Catholics and the immigrant or converted French Protestants. Queen Catherine thought that wedding together the two royal houses, one Catholic, one Protestant, might bring about a peace between the two Christian institutions and bring an end to the near constant skirmishes, battles, and the sacking of towns and cities throughout France. It's nuts. This was the, the French wars of religion. Mm-hmm. Uh, <clears throat> so, instead, drawing crowds from all over France and abroad, this royal wedding ended in the murder of thousands of men, women, and children, Oof. earning the moniker the Bloody Wedding. Oof. Or, more accurately, the infamous St. Bartholomew's Day Massacre. I think I've heard about that. That's the name of the book. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> now I can tell you. <laughs> all right. Uh, so now we've all been to bad weddings, <clears throat> sometimes even cringeworthy weddings, uh, bridal melt. We've covered a lot of these, but yeah, bridal meltdowns, exhausting best man speeches, drunkenly delivered, uh, sweating through a shirt and vest in the height of summer, drunken brawls, the chicken dance, uh, and the little microcosm of hell that is the full Catholic mass. <laughs> but... <laughs> But but rarely has a wedding – I'm glad there's some laughter from this because I got, like, real down writing this shit. Um, but rarely has a wedding resulted in the deaths of thousands of innocents. What, you may ask, could possibly have gone wrong at a wedding? The ultimate gesture of love and the joining of families that mm-hmm. would lead to out-and-out murder. Well, to answer that question and shocking none of our listeners – Let's take a brief detour to allow me to try and explain what Protestantism is and where it all got started. All right. Taking a hard (laughs) I know. This is going to turn into a history (laughs) lesson now. So now it's uh, probably fair to say that most of us have heard of Martin Luther. And no, 
not the civil rights pioneers Martin Luther King Sr. or Martin Luther King Jr. We're talking about the OG, the founder of Protestantism, and, it must be said, the ugliest Martin Luther. That may sound mean, but seriously, Google image this poor bastard. He looks like Slimer from Ghostbusters was cosplaying a 16th century monk. (laughs) I'm serious. I'll show you afterwards. Awesome. But looks aside, Martin Luther was a man who changed the course of history. So here's the deal in a nutshell. Uh, While a young man, Martin was well on his way to becoming a lawyer. While in law school in Germany, he was struck by lightning. I didn't know that. Wow. And he survived, obviously. Martin took this as a sign from God. Did he have a cool, like, white stripe in his hair or something? Anything would have looked cooler than what he looks like. (laughs) He's a gross-looking man. (laughs) Anyway. From his selfie? (laughs) He's someone's well, painted selfie. Somebody painted a photo of him. <laughs> um, so Martin took this as a sign from God. He quit law school and joined the Catholic Church as a monk. Uh, turned out Martin was a pretty fucking annoying monk. <laughs> and he, he had a lot of ideas and he wasn't afraid to tell everybody all about them. This didn't win him a lot of friends and ultimately resulted in his being passed around from monk school to monk school because, frankly, no one could take very much of him all at once. Mm-hmm. Eventually, he said, fuck all this noise, wrote his now famous 95 theses on what he thought was wrong with the Catholic Church and struck out on his own. That's just because, like, no one wanted to deal with him. Well, he was just, he was, he had opinions. Okay. Um, but this is <laughs> so where. He was the annoying hipster of his day. Yes. Oh, God. Uh-huh. I had a hipster joke. Because, well, I will get into okay. it. Okay. Um, so. <clears throat> This is where the Reformation of the Catholic Church really took off, which was Martin Luther. Actually. Uh, (laughs) There's a lot of that. Uh, uh, See, Martin and a bunch of other squares were fed up with the church telling folks that the only way to get into heaven was through them. Mm -hmm. Uh, Bibles, because everybody was Catholic at the time, pretty much. Yeah. Get close to the microphone. Yeah, if you're going to talk in this kind of voice. I'm sorry. (laughs) I'm trying to find a balance. Um, So, yeah, you had to go through the church to get to heaven. Yeah. Uh, Bibles at the time were in short supply, and the ones that were available were all written in Latin. And the, like we were saying uh, a couple weeks ago, uh, the majority of the population was illiterate. Yeah. So it was pretty easy for clergy to convince their flock that if they wanted a ticket to heaven, they had to pony up. That's right. You could pay to get into heaven. It hasn't really changed much. No. <laughs> I know. <laughs> These payments were called indulgences, and it's this practice that finally pushed Martin over the edge. An indulgence is pretty much a fine you could pay to the Catholic Church if you sinned a little too hard. Hmm. At the time, it was around three marks, which for a lot of people was close to half a year's salary. Wow. And the church got rich on these payments. I believe it. This really irritated Martin. And, well, this and uh, (laughs) priests at the time getting a little too comfortable with the sacramental line and certain ladies in their congregation. Oh. Yeah, and boys probably. But (laughs) So between all this and the recent invention of the printing press, Mm -hmm. uh, Martin was like, fuck y'all, priests. You're drinking too much. You're fucking too much. And you're robbing all these people blind. I'm sick of all your bullshit. I'm going to print a bunch of copies of the Bible in German, and we're going to get into heaven on our own. Eat my ass, fuckers. <laughs> That's exactly what he said. Direct quote. <laughs> <laughs> quote, unquote. <laughs> um, but that is it in a nutshell. Uh-huh. And thus, Protestantism was born. You didn't need the church. You just needed your trusty Bible and your faith. So there you go. There is your primer on Protestantism. Uh, needless to say... The Catholic Church, and this is getting to the wedding. <laughs> I promise. Okay. 
Needless to say, the Catholic Church was having none of this, and early Protestants were not a very welcome bunch. And this was still largely the case in mid-century France. Mm -hmm. Uh, See, by the time Protestantism had really taken off in England, so much so that England had become a Protestant nation, but France, it was still very much a Catholic nation. Mm -hmm. So that's not to say that there weren't Protestants in France. There were but they were often relegated to worship and perform services in secret, or at least outside the walls of major cities. Major cities. Yeah, it's hard today to fully comprehend how much Catholics at the time hated Protestants uh, or Huguenots in France. Mm-hmm. I'm probably gonna start saying Huguenots. Uh, for the most part, Huguenots just wanted to be left alone to worship as they saw fit. Mm-hmm. Rarely were they instigators, but that's not to say that they weren't at least a little obnoxious. From what I've read, I compare them to a carload of Jehovah's Witnesses showing up at your door. Uh, they're maybe not a threat. They're just super fucking annoying. Uh, however, <laughs> where my reaction to a carload of Jehovah's at my door is to hide in the bathroom till they go away, the reaction of an alarming number of 16th century Catholics. Now you got to open the door without your shirt on. It's the best way to get rid of it. I them. know you've done that, haven't you? <laughs> I think yeah, and my wife beat her. Like, well, weren't you cleaning a gun once in your underwear and they <laughs> yeah. showed up? Yeah, I forgot about that. They didn't come back to that house forever. Oh my god! Yeah, they blacklisted that house. Like, not going there. <laughs> well, unfortunately, people didn't react that way uh-huh. in France. Um, an alarming number of 16th century Catholics. Uh, their reaction was uh, outright violence. Mm-hmm. toward Huguenots. Yeah. Um, and by the early 1560s, French and French Catholics and Huguenots were at war. At this point, Queen Catherine de' Medici had spent years brokering peace after peace between the church and the Huguenots. Skirmishes would break out, Huguenots would be attacked and killed, they'd retaliate by sacking Catholic churches and toppling the statues of Catholic saints. Catherine's go-to solution time and time again was shuffling worshiping Huguenots around from place to place and saying pretty much, here, you can worship here now. Live here, yeah. yeah. Uh, Catholics, leave them alone. Don't be dicks. Yeah. So essentially, uh, she set up little Huguenot reservations where they could theoretically pray and hold services without getting murdered. Sell discount tobacco, too. Oh, stop (laughs) it. You need that Pierce for President shirt on. Where is it? No. Uh, uh, So, yeah. They're just, they got their own little spot. Um, And these designated safe spaces were almost always outside city walls. So this pissed off the Huguenots because they weren't allowed to worship in the town where they had lived. And at the same time, it pissed off the Catholics who were upset that they were allowed to worship at all. That, and now if Catholics wanted to go rough up some Huguenots, they had to walk a couple miles to do so. But it was in 1562 Mm -hmm. when tensions finally boiled over like never, they never had before. In early 1562, Francis, the Duke of Guise, I don't know. Yeah, it's spelled like the end of Beetlejuice. Guise? 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 What does it say, Guise? Yeah, I don't know. Uh, commanded troops to attack a gathering of worshiping Huguenots at Vassy, a town in Champagne. It was an unprovoked slaughter. It went on to be remembered as the Massacre of Vassy, if I'm pronouncing that right. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's in French, Corey. I, you should know. <laughs> <laughs> the... Uh, the Duke refused to apologize and was regarded among Catholics as a hero. A song was even composed to celebrate the Duke for his actions. Hmm. Yes. After this, the gloves were truly off. The Huguenot leader and Prince of Condé, Louis of Bourbon, left the royal court, gathered his troops, and attacked the city of Orleans. He took the city, and it was there that he prepared for war. 
So, since we haven't gotten to the wedding yet that I promised everybody, it's probably a good time <laughs> to abruptly skip over the following 10 years and settle down in 1572. Uh-huh. And if you think that 10 years of war have made anything any better, well, no. you'd be wrong, my friend. Oh, really? Yeah. I, I don't believe it. Everybody, they're always at war. Uh-huh. Constantly. Um, but Queen Catherine still hasn't given up. So here's where those two crazy kids we mentioned earlier, Margaret mm-hmm. and Henry, step onto the stage. Yep. Finally, we've gotten to the wedding. A lavish, outrageous, expensive royal wedding, and Catherine's last-ditch effort to bring peace to her realm. As I said before, Catherine's daughter Margaret was a Catholic, and Henry, Prince of Navarre, was a Huguenot. Mm-hmm. So Catherine's hope was that if she could get bring these two powerful royal houses together, maybe, just maybe, the people of France would follow suit and unite as well. But as a bit of a spoiler, if your, if your wedding is remembered hundreds of years later as the bloody wedding, safe to say it wasn't a success. Didn't go over well. Nope. The wedding was uh, quite a production. Lasting. Like, <laughs> like a fart in church during a wedding. Oh, a hot fart. <laughs> hot church fart. Especially after you've had a case of, what the fuck was it? Pickled schnapps vomit or whatever the fuck it was. Just schnapps in a turkey sandwich. Mm. Why does it have to be pickled schnapps? <laughs> I don't think you could do that, could you? Uh, I don't. I don't think so. I'm. There probably is a pickle liquor. So, oh, there's everything stupid. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there's everything stupid. That'll yeah, be, you're right. That'll be our first T-shirt. <laughs> yeah. Oh, there's everything the, stupid. <laughs> yeah. Right after you're getting what you're getting. <laughs> Uh, it's cold outside put a jacket on or whatever <laughs> if it's cold out put a hoodie on oh my god okay so yeah if it's called the bloody wedding it probably wasn't a success no the wedding was quite a production lasted for days drawing enormous crowds uh paris swelled with visitors both catholic and protestant and if all of this sounds like a horrible idea and like a powder keg ready to explode you're absolutely right things kicked off well enough Tournaments were held, elaborate mm-hmm. balls each night, uh, plays outside, yeah. song, dance, shit tons of booze. Yeah. Uh, in fact, the wedding itself pretty much went off without a hitch. Oh, nice. That's good. They got married. So it was a hitch because they got hitched. Yeah, they got hitched. So, <laughs> <laughs> uh, it, was, uh, it was what happened after the wedding that really kicked things off. So get your laughs in now because they're all done. Yuck, yuck, yuck. They're all dried up. Okay. So a guest of honor, Huguenot Admiral Coligny, was less interested in the party and more interested in taking advantage of the visit to Paris to petition King Charles uh, for additional troops to aid Huguenot armies in the Netherlands. That's right. While all this shit's going down in France, the Huguenots are fighting a war in the Netherlands. Oh, nice. And not only that, they're dangerously close to starting another war with Spain, which is always an enemy of France, so it was, yeah. it was a bad situation. Um, the king was having none of this shit, and coincidentally, the following day, an assassination attempt was made on the admiral. Hmm. It failed, but Caligny was injured and decided to hole up in his lodgings that he had procured for the wedding. <clears throat> uh, Parisian Huguenots and out-of-towners were understandably pissed, and tensions began to rise. Mm-hmm. The next day was St. Bartholomew's Day, and within a few hours, it was made very apparent that the honeymoon was over. Mm. <laughs> that's <laughs> that, that sounds boating. It's bad. Um, early on the morning, or early, uh, 
on the, the following morning um, of the attempted assassination, the most recent Duke, you can tell where I got in this and didn't proofread. Mm-hmm. Um, the most recent Duke of Guise, mm-hmm. remember this is 10 years after Francis, yes. uh, Henry led a group of his troops to the injured Admiral Coligny's lodgings and finished the job very publicly. Ooh. Troops burst into the Admiral's rooms and murdered him on the spot. Wow. His body was then thrown out a window into the street, landing at the feet of the Duke of Guise. His head was then cut off right on the cobbles, and his body mutilated and dragged through the streets by local youths for all to see. So, you know, you like to drag the cans behind the car just married. Oh, that's a, <laughs> wow, what a sunny way to look at it. How did I you didn't, think, I didn't yeah. even thought about that. Yeah. I'm telling you, I've been knee just deep married. in this. <laughs> <laughs> I was wrong. The laughs are still here. <laughs> okay. So, yeah, he's being drugged through the, sea, the street with all the sea. And it didn't get a whole lot better from there. Uh, it wasn't long before Catholic troops crowded the streets of Paris, indiscriminately killing Huguenots. Mm. Some claiming that they were doing so under the express command of the king. This claim was repeated enough that eventually the local Catholic populace caught wind and essentially took it as the okay to start attacking Huguenots themselves. Uh, Chaos reigned throughout Paris for the better part of a week, with Protestant wedding guests and visitors desperately attempting to flee the city. Mobs of Parisians stalked through the streets, looting houses and sacking businesses. Suspected Huguenots were pounced upon and beaten to death in broad daylight, sometimes being, this is really fucked up, uh, sometimes being forced to recant their faith or recite Catholic prayers before they were killed. Yes. And that's nowhere near. And this is supposed to be like a holy union, you know? Big marriage is supposed to fix all this. That's why I was just Mm -hmm. drawn to this. Wow. And that's nowhere near the worst of it. For the sake of our listeners, I omitted some things. Um, For the sake of our listeners, let's just say that these killings were indiscriminate. Men, women, children, and even infants were all slaughtered. And I I guess I don't know how else to put this, uh, but that a lot of these killings got pretty creative. Mm -hmm. I'll leave it at that. Within a few days, thousands were dead throughout Paris. Estimates range anywhere from 3,000 to 5,000 dead that first week, and like within four days. Mm-hmm. City that, of love. Yeah, yeah, I know. <laughs> Paris, yeah. city of uh, love. <laughs> uh, and th- this wasn't just limited to Paris. That's the thing. Uh, once order- Spread. Yeah, because yeah, once order more or less restored was restored in the city, the killings just migrated out into the countryside. Uh, nowhere was safe for the Huguenots. Country towns and villages saw mob violence as well, uh, like a gross imitation of the first few days of the massacre in Paris. Hmm. It took weeks for this insanity to finally wind down. It's a good thing they didn't have Twitter, you know. (laughs) (laughs) Actually, it probably would have been better. It would have just got over with in like a day. That's why we don't see this as much now. Well, at least not here, because we can just uh, anonymously bash each other on the internet. Yeah. Um, (laughs) uh, So when all was said and done, yeah, uh, the estimated dead... This everywhere mm-hmm. uh, was on the low end, a little over 5,000 people. Though some argue that that's being optimistic, and it was probably closer to 30,000 men, women, and children killed within the three to four weeks after the wedding. Wow. You may ask yourselves, what was the reaction to all this? Well, that gets a little fuzzy. Initially, King Charles tried to double back on rumors that he ordered the killings because it's Still questionable whether he did or not. Yeah. Uh, wanting to finally be rid of all 
these pesky Huguenots. Mm-hmm. Uh, there are even rumors that his mother, Queen Catherine, had orchestrated the entire affair, not only ordering the assassination, but all only having suggested the wedding as a means to lure in as many Huguenots to one central location as she could. Uh, I don't make sense. Yeah. I know I don't personally buy it, but either way, once the king realized that the majority of his Catholic subjects were praising him for the massacre and thought him a hero, mm-hmm. he gleefully took credit for it. Yeah, yeah. He even had a metal coin, which I have a fi- picture of, uh, struck depicting him as Hercules fighting off a hydra that represented the Huguenot menace. Seriously. <laughs> oh my God, the Huguenot menace. Even Pope Gregory XIII did the same, except his was a little more literal. Himself, as an avenging angel, sword in hand, standing over a pile of dead Huguenots. This is the Pope. Wow. Yeah. That wouldn't fly today. No, I don't think so. <laughs> I don't think that would be too No, that's the worst thing. Was it two popes ago that was a Nazi youth? But I don't think that was his fault. Yeah, I, uh, I, think, <laughs> I don't think. Yeah. Uh, this isn't to say that everyone was on board with all this senseless killing. Uh, King Charles IX's father-in-law and emperor of the Holy Roman Empire, uh, Maximilian II, staunchly condemned the slaughter, as did the Protestant Queen of England, Elizabeth. And not every Catholic in France was a willing participant either. There are stories of town officials actually doing their jobs and maintaining order, stowing away Huguenots and protecting them from angry mobs. Mm-hmm. But no matter how you slice it, it all ends the same. Repercussions for those responsible for the massacre were practically nil. And the Reformed Protestant Church in France lost more than two-thirds of its members. Holy shit. As Well, not to the deaths, just yeah. um, as terrified. They didn't see, like, yeah, maybe they don't want to do this. Time to fucking go. Yeah. Because, uh, oh, now it's my turn. Oh, you oh. start belching? And that whole thing of tea. Found <laughs> uh, <laughs> <pound> it. <laughs> um, so, yeah, they lost more than two-thirds of their members as terrified Huguenots fled First their homes, and then the country, fearing that it was just too dangerous for their families to live there any longer. Um, And though that's where we're going to leave off today, this is far from the end of the story between, you know, tensions between Protestants and Catholics. Yeah, it's been a very ongoing thing. The vast majority of religious folks in America today are Protestants. I think just shy of 50%. It's like about 49% of people who practice religion or whatever. so yeah, most American yeah religious people in America are Protestants yeah, uh, of one kind or another, and distrust of Catholics in politics amongst Protestants is still very real. Really, believe it or not, it's really it's strange. Uh, look no it's further. It's all based on Christianity, right? It's, all of it. Yeah, yes, I never understood that. Um, look no further than the presidency. Mm-hmm. Uh, Joe Biden is the only the second Catholic president in U.S. history. Oh, uh, JFK, right? Yeah, yeah. So yeah, the. Uh, there was like real fear when JFK Mm -hmm. was elected, him being the first Catholic president, that it meant that the Pope would be pulling the strings in America. Yeah. So real quick, two takeaways from all this. First, no matter what you believe in, you know, religiously or otherwise, and whoever you may disagree with, as long as they aren't hurting anyone, leave them alone. Leave them alone. Yeah, absolutely. Don't kill them. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Don't hurt. Just people. be nice don't to each other and chill out yeah. a little bit. It's okay. You can you can agree to disagree. You don't have to fucking drag people through the streets mutilated. Just go on Twitter. <laughs> yeah, just go on Twitter. It makes it all better. Second, no. And lastly, if there's one conclusion that we can all draw from this story, one thing that we can all agree is an irrefutable fact. Mm-hmm. It is this. 
that JFK was murdered by the majority Protestant CIA uh, to keep the Pope out of America. Oh, God damn it. No. And it was worth it. All right. You hear it. Wait, heard Listen, it here first. Alex, Alex, relax. Oh, my God. I just got real fat. <laughs> <laughs> you just went full Alex Jones I just gained 200 your... pounds. <laughs> I was about to say, this is a really good story. You could have like ended it on a wedding thing, but <laughs> I had to get that out there. I've been telling that <laughs> I've been telling Mandy for weeks that the fucking Protestants <laughs> killed JFK. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. It's like, how am I going to get this into a story? Okay. Corey's like, hey, okay, let's do a wedding. <laughs> yeah, let's do weddings. Yeah, how, why not? I'm going to shoehorn it in there. <laughs> I got this platform. <laughs> Use whatever I can to fucking tell the world. I guarantee there's never been a podcast about uh, that at all. Uh, what on the, the, what, the Protestants you, or on the JFK? The JFK thing. Yeah, I'm sure no one's. Oh no, <laughs> I'm sure there's not a single podcast. I'm a real fucking pioneer yeah. here. <laughs> Trailblazing. I'm that a one. real Lewis and Clark. <laughs> I'm both of them. <laughs> I'm the girl. <laughs> so yeah, that's uh. That's the wedding episode, anyway. Uh, Have you ever heard of that? I think I've heard of the the what is it the bar Saint Bar Saint, Saint Bartholomew. I think I've heard story. of that, but I never knew any of the backstory of it. Like it's nuts, man. I'll, there I'll were so many fucking massacres. In, it was constant. Yeah, throughout the like while man was slowly getting their shit together. It's like, hey, let's just fucking decimate these people because they sort of disagree with. A weird like, avenue of something that we kind of agree with. Yeah. Like, well, and it's it's interesting because they have, they they kind of credit Protestantism with like and the, the printing press and like everybody started. That's why there's so many different churches because mm-hmm. because Martin Luther's like, hey, just like you can read it now and interpret it however you want. Take it so how you people want it, went yeah. fucking nuts, and it's just yeah. like that's why there's all these subsets. And so like, the printing press was like the internet. Yes. <laughs> well, yeah, because yeah, at really. the time, like. The, when he translated into German, there were actually a fair amount of people who could, while well, he was in Germany, mm-hmm. they could read German, but they couldn't read Latin. So mm-hmm. now they're just like, oh, we'll just do it by ourselves. Yeah. All the, yeah, all the German people reading that. But, yeah. Wow. So yeah. That, that that wedding didn't uh, didn't correct that, though. So Nope. Nope. <laughs> nope. <laughs> Did nothing to help that situation. There, are, there is, like, there's two camps that, like, some people say that, in fact, a lot of them say that, like, that Catherine orchestrated the whole thing. That she actually commanded, plotted like, it. She yeah. want. She's the one who told uh, Duke guys to go kill Caligny. Um, Is there any pod, uh, podcasts on this? I have no idea. There's got to be. I would assume so. I mean, well, okay. The Mike Duncan his Revolution series. I mean, they touch. There's a lot of yeah. Protestants and Catholics. Um, Getting into that, like, uh, was that the English first English Civil Wars in the 17th century? Yeah, but, huh. it's super fucking interesting. Oh shit! I, yeah, I really enjoyed this, though. I'm very happy to do something else now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was uh, that was very interesting. I did not know anything about that, and I, you tied it just close enough to the topic that I, it, it's good deal. There's a, there's a wedding in it. <laughs> there's a wedding in it. That's I'm doing it. my best. <laughs> Uh, so, all right, that, uh, I guess that's it. I mean, do you have anything more on weddings that you want to talk about it? That's, uh, you know, um, good, the bad. Well, one thing with the, the first world and weddings and all that stuff, um, 
this is personal. I waited 10 years before I got married. Yeah. Like, I have been with the same person. Yeah, I didn't propose for eight years before I proposed. And... I think that's more common now. You, yeah, you should. If if you're listening to this, you're thinking about getting married after a year and a half and knowing someone. Fucking wait. Yep. Just wait. Go through several life things with people before you, uh, you know, are going to marry them. That's my advice on weddings. And and if you're getting married and it, your mom came up with it and you think that she might be plotting the murder of thousands of people. Yeah, of Don't, all your guests, if they think, if you think your mom's going to be plotting no the murder. No one should die at your wedding. <laughs> no, there should be no murder at your wedding. That shouldn't be something you have to think yeah. about. You uh, shouldn't have to worry about people stealing your fucking cards. Yeah. And you shouldn't have to worry about your mom fucking assassinating Protestants. <laughs> yeah. So just enjoy your wedding and enjoy the people in your life. Oh, and now that I know that half the country's Protestant, I just want to put it out there. I don't have, any, <laughs> I don't have anything against Protestants. Oh, okay. Or yeah. Catholics either because yeah. I think they're like 23%, and I don't want to yeah. lose any more listeners. <laughs> like, well, we say it all the time. Like, the, the, like you and I talk about it. Like, whatever your faith is or whatever your faith isn't, like, just be a good person. Yeah, just be nice to each other. Yeah, it's not that hard to do. And just... if you're an elderly Polish woman at a wedding, don't steal cards. Polished. Polished Polished woman. woman. If you're an elderly Polish woman at a wedding, don't steal cards. I don't. I think her, yeah, her last name was Henson, so she's probably, like, Norse of some sort. Or a puppeteer. Or a puppeteer. <laughs> yeah, this is probably Norwegian or something. I don't fucking know. I have one thing I want to just say real quick. Okay, let's see. It has nothing it. to do with wedding. Uh, yeah. Okay. Mandy had Trainwreck on yesterday, uh-huh. the Amy Schumer movie, remember? Oh, uh, yeah. I forgot that she hooks up with John China. Cena. And <laughs> during sex, in the, like in the movie when they're banging, yeah. John China. Cena. Cena starts speaking Chinese. No way. I'm fucking serious, man. I haven't seen it since it came out. It was so fucking exciting. <laughs> Mandy's dying laughing in the living room. She paused. She's screaming, come in here. And I, she played it in sure shit. So- all right, so you went through so, the you went through the Singapore phase. That's done. You went through oh, yeah, you went through that. the pirate phase. Yeah, so I'm that, over th- that ended. So I'm, you got to be about done with the John Cena phase here. Well, I was done until Mandy put Trainwreck on. <laughs> I fucking I can ride this the rest of the month. <laughs> God, um, uh, we got a speaking of rest of the <laughs> month. This month is over. It's uh, so end of September as of recording this. Um, we do have. Uh, for October, as we talked about in our last officer, we're going to try to sneak in something special on top yes. of our regular episode and soft serve. So you're going to get a three for an October. Yeah. The couple will be toward the end of the month, but yeah, we're hoping yeah. in a couple of weeks, uh, Corey, we're not going to say what it is, but, uh, Corey came up with a pretty cool, fun idea. That's going to be like a short episode. Something a little quick and, uh, hope you guys enjoy it when we're it gonna, uh, comes we're out. We're going to just try it and see what happens. Kind of like both yeah. intros. Pretty much. It, we're going to, we're. <laughs> We're going to try it like every episode where we just, whatever happens. Whatever happens, happens. You're getting what you're getting. <laughs> yeah. All what right. What was the other one? What the, I don't know. How did you forget it? <laughs> From earlier. I don't know. I'll have to listen to the episode. I already forgot well, it, At least too. you listened to it. <laughs> <laughs> Got to review it. All right. Thank you guys for coming. Uh, I think we're done with this one. If you enjoyed it, share it with your friends. Uh, check us out on Instagram, Instagram, Gurm, 
Ermagerm, I can't talk. <laughs> Why don't you go make yourself a girled cheese? <laughs> a girled cheese. Hey, how many people this week have said, uh, oh, fuck. Like, how's married life? Uh, about 300. Yes. And I they said, all the, think they're so yeah. clever. It's uh-huh. probably the same guy that waits until the night before. Well, I guess that would be New Year's Eve and says, see you next year. Uh-huh. Yeah. That's, that's I the don't same, like yeah. that. Stop making that uh, joke. How's married life? It's the exact same as it was for the last decade of my life, except I have something on my hand now. That's it. Hey, you're going to want to get that looked at. I can see it from over here. Oh, the ring. The ring. Oh. <laughs> the ring on my fucking hand. All right. Before we babble on anymore. Let's end it here. Another successful episode. Instagram at TS Podcast Official. And, yeah, we will see you guys on the next one. Thank you. So- oh, can I say that? Thank I, I said earlier it was nice to actually meet some people that listen to the show. So yeah. I just want to say a genuine thank you for people who do listen to the show. It actually does mean a lot Absolutely, to yes. So thank you for listening. Without our listeners, we would just prob- be in the kitchen. We'd probably be in the kitchen having the same conversation. With headphones on, with not plugged into anything. Not recording. Just like a couple of crazy people. <laughs> all right. Thanks for coming. Thanks for listening. We'll see you on the next one. Goodbye, all. Bye for now.